In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the May 22nd edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. The Senate rejected a symbolic bid to bring U.S. troops home from Iraq within a year. What do you think about that? Well, you know, well, yeah, it's so frustrating. The Democratic Party, the core base of the Democratic Party, has been screaming for this to get done, the people uh-huh. in the party. So that you can, it's not an excuse that the party doesn't want this, their own party. And the American people want it. I, there was just a poll. They, about, they actually they don't want a symbolic gesture. No, they, want, they literally exactly. want the troops home from Iraq. Exactly. That's, that's the problem. That was here. the point. It seemed to be to be the point of the 2006 mm-hmm. election. I know there was a poll that came out that showed that uh, the uh, the Congress was polling at 29 percent, the president at 28 percent. Well, I think for two different reasons, Pre- essentially the same reason. The president is polling at 28 percent because two the American different pe- reasons essentially the same. They're, they're essentially the same. People don't like Bush, yeah. okay, because he and continues they don't like a the failed policy in Iraq, and and you know, and they don't like Congress right now because they're not doing what they uh, were elected to do, which yeah. is to get us out of Iraq, establish deadlines, establish whatever it is that's feasible, plausible, so that the troops aren't in harm's way, et cetera, et cetera. Minimize mm-hmm. it, but get us out now. Yeah. 19 Democrats broke with their party's anti-war leadership. For your information, the Senate's four presidential candidates let voted me, in favor. Let of me guess. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank God for that. Thank God. Otherwise... It would be a true showing of spinelessness. <laughs> it really would be, yes. Former Deputy Attorney General Jim Comey testified. Am I saying that right? I believe you are. People say, I've heard Comey and Comey. Uh, let's go with Comey because I think we'll be, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we'll we be in less be trouble censored? with the FCC okay, if we yes, say that's true. Comey. Well, in that case, Attorney General Jim <laughs> Comey testified <laughs> about a turning point in the Bush domestic eavesdropping program. Yeah. What a great story this yeah. is. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to I mean, recap not, it here. I want to do it real fast because it takes a while. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. The program was about to expire. This is domestic eavesdropping. Yeah. Uh, Attorney General John Ashcroft lay incapacitated in a Washington hospital bed. He was pretty much out of it. He Com- had gallbladder surgery, yeah. as I recall. Comey said that the White House Chief of Staff, Andrew Card, and White House Counselor at that time, Alberto Gonzalez, raced to Ashcroft's room, determined to convince the delirious Ashcroft to reauthorize the program as the deadline approached. Yeah. It was going to expire. Like- They're rushing down to the hospital while this guy is, is pretty much incapacitated. He's on his back. He's just been through surgery. He's going, uh? Yeah. Uh? Now, th- 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 it's interesting. This is being referred to as Gonzo's Midnight Ride. Yeah. 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 Uh, to, uh, okay. But what's interesting also about this, you, uh, we know Alberto Gonzalez, right? He's the big player here. However, Andrew, I know nothing. Andrew Card. Yeah, the man who can't remember anything. Yeah. Andrew Card. Yeah. The president's chief of staff. Right, you are. Yeah. Now, how is it? No, no, wait, wait. It, it gets okay, better okay, too because ahead. Comey was successful at, at putting an end to this. Well, you know, they they, they try to convince him to yeah. Uh, well, they said to, said to Ashcroft, yeah, sign this, and yeah. he said, "I'm not the attorney general." Yeah, that guy's the attorney general, meaning that he had signed over under some bureaucratic procedure, had signed over authority while he was under the knife and in the yeah. hospital to this. Mr. Comey. Yeah. Or Comey. Yeah. And and Mr. Comey 
Or Mr. Cody. That, it, it, it wanted to stop, but he thought this was well, uh, baloney. Well, even Ashcroft. I'm not my favorite guy, but at least he's principled yeah. about this. Said, I don't think this is constitutional. Yeah. Whether I am in favor of it or not, yeah. I can't. I can't do this, and I can't even do it because I don't have yeah. the authority. Okay, no. so there you go. Comey was successful. He testified that Bush personally intervened to arrange the Ashcroft Hospital visit. I think that's that's. Yeah. Oh no, that's yeah. a new wrinkle. Well, you you have to listen to the testimony, but if you read the testimony, yeah. uh, Comey does testify that Bur- Bush personally intervened to arrange this visit. Wow. Yeah. Well, that gets better and better then, now, doesn't it? And, and they asked Bush yeah. at his little chindig with uh, Tony Blair. I, I heard the answer, but who, go ahead. Who, who Bush said, uh, you know, I was responsible for uh, him not being prime minister anymore. I mean, oh, he did say he, that. He well, he, he said, uh, I could have been responsible when they asked Oh, is that him. what I he said? Maybe or something like that. Perhaps. Uh, perhaps. perhaps. Uh, anyway, uh, when asked about it, yeah. uh, Bush said, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Something about some kind of <laughs> ongoing investigation or something, and he doesn't want to comment well, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but he it's said something about his important program we needed in place to protect our citizens from just the like, atomic bomb that's about to go off in your just living like, room. Just like Bush said, that uh, he would fire whoever was responsible for leaking the information about Valerie Plame being a CIA agent. And uh, now we know- I know nothing. With, with absolute, absolute, absolute authority that it was Karl Rove- we know it was Scooter Libby. We know that that Dick Cheney all knew mm-hmm. and all leaked the information to people in the press. For the first time since the Korean War, a train traveled between North and South Korea and a North Korean cargo ship docked in a South Korean port. Oh, well, yeah. that's, that's... Hamas was fighting Fatah in Gaza. Those are kind of words that you wouldn't throw together another 20 years ago. No, uh, although I just did read that the Israelis, uh, as of a couple of nights ago, the uh, yeah. Guardian was reporting, I think, last night, that there were 20,000 troops massed uh, outside mm-hmm. of Gaza. Are you, is that what you're going you're to talk about this? 20, well, 20,000 They Israel were sending mobilized. rockets into uh, well, Hamas, sending rockets into Israel. Well, they, according to this which report. Which was bombing Gaza in return. Well, so we got rockets flying around. According to this, I mean, there's a, there's a sort of a series of events here. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I believe the first of which was the Israelis bombed a a uh, Palestinian lawmaker's home, killing eight people. They then lobbed four or five uh, rockets into southern the southern part of Israel. Of course, the Israelis are retaliating, but now apparently have massed something along 20,000, 25,000 troops along right outside Gaza, getting mm. ready for what looks like could be an invasion, which would be just one more horrifying chain of events in the Middle East. Troops in northern Lebanon were fighting against Fatah Islam. Mm-hmm. A splinter group from a Syrian-backed Palestinian splinter group. Right. We got a splinter of a splinter going right, on here. Right. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little. In, here's, here's on Hezbollah, the lighter side. Hezbollah, Shiite. Yeah. yeah. Sunni is the other side. Yeah. Jeb Bush joined the board of Tenant Healthcare Systems, which in 2006 agreed to pay 725 million dollars to resolve claims that it cheated Medicare. Of course. It did. This is yeah. It it well, That's why. why who else is going to pay seven hundred and twenty-five yeah. million dollars? Well, they were guilty. And, yeah. And, now isn't tenant tenant isn't which says to me that they cheated Medicare out of far more than seven hundred and twenty-five <laughs> million. If this administration dollars, pinned seven hundred and twenty-five million on it, you know that they yeah. got away with a lot more than. Well, that. it was it was seven hundred and twenty-five million dollars plus a job for your brother Jeb. <laughs> yeah, this is what they're yeah. on the deal. Yeah. And you got a brother. And isn't tenant? I may mean, maybe mistaken, but isn't that? Uh, What's his face? 
um, the guy that was a Senate uh, leader, a Republican who owned all that. Health Sounds care. like. Oh, shit, I can't. Don't know. Okay, I'll tell. I'll, it'll come to me. A major CIA effort launched last year to hunt down Osama bin Laden, produced no significant leads on his whereabouts even. Yeah. But has helped track an alarming increase in the movement of al-Qaeda operatives and money into Pakistan's tribal territories. Yeah, that's a great story, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so this Iraq has become has become the the funding the primary funding source for the war. Yeah. Uh, it was reported that the U.S. embassy in Iraq will be the largest of its kind in the world. Did you see the picture of that? No, uh, no. That it is uh, the size of Vatican City, the embassy in Iraq. I saw where they're spending a half a billion. Half a billion, yeah. It has a population of a small town, its own defense force, self-contained water and power, and the cost so far, $592 million. Now, what I also, I remember we had a guest on who said that it has its own rail system. It has its <laughs> own, uh, you know, inter, I mean, it's, yeah. Your tax dollars at work. And by the way, the U.S. military is not going to get its pay raise. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I mean, yeah I they don't voted know, that are down. We gonna, are we going to get we're, to that? But they're asking, go ahead on that one. They were gonna, asking for a 3.5% increase yeah. in military pay, which would have been, now, they're not making enough now to support most of them to support their families, and they asked for three. And well, the, the members of Congress who voted that down got a 3.5% increase in their pay. See. So it, it's hardly. <sighs> why do we hate Congress? I can't, I can't remember why we hate Congress. Like I'm mm. trying, to rem- trying to remember exactly. George Bush has been told to prepare for a British U-turn on Iraq once Gordon Brown becomes prime minister. Yeah, I read that. They're, they're going to yeah. pull out? Yeah. yeah. They got about 100,000 troops. Is that right? No, they don't have that many. I don't they think couldn't they have, have that, that many. many. No, no. I would think like more like 20,000. Yeah. That's completely yeah. off the top of no, my no, head. No, no, yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. The, and, and maybe not that. Could be below. Yeah. And uh, they're only in one little, they're in one segment, the... Uh, Basra area of Iraq, which is... Anyway, so they'll be gone. It was revealed that the U.S. Army tried to kill or capture Mutakwa al-Sadar. Yeah. The widely revered Shia cleric, after luring him to peace negotiations. Mm-hmm. This was in ni- 2004 mm-hmm. at a house in the holy city of Najaf, which it then attacked. Mm-hmm. So they, they get the the, uh, the gu- most revered Shia yeah. cleric. Yeah. Say they're going to do peace negotiations, get him into a house, and then attempt to assassinate him. Right. This, and, this and, story is not playing very well and, with the and, Shia population. No, I can't imagine right why. I can't imagine why. And by the way, uh, you know, I know that there are, I'm not trying to justify anybody's violent behavior here, but al-Sadr is w- one of the most revered Shiite leaders in, in Iraq. Also, his family was brutally murdered, most of his family by Saddam. And um, it does speak for um, a man, great deal of the Shiite population. Yeah. He is representative of what they want. And uh, so we tried to kill him. <sighs> the chairman of the Michigan Republican Party said that he will try to bar Ron Paul from future GOP presidential debates because of remarks. Paul, a Texas congressman, made regarding 9-11. Yeah. Did you hear any of yeah, this? I did. Yeah, I know what he said. What yeah. Paul said is, have you ever read about the reasons they attacked us? Yeah. They attacked us because we've been over there. We've been bombing Iraq for 10 years. Right. That's what Paul said. Right. Now, now you know, the, the they in that is kind of not, not exactly maybe correct because 
the hijackers were mainly Saudis. Right. But nevertheless, right. this this is someone who at least has his head on a little bit and has can tell people a reason for right. for why we may have been attacked. Right. I, I this 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 running away from trying to understand why people would climb aboard an airliner and fly it into buildings. Yeah. This 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 complete denial that well, there they could want to be bar any the rationale guy from a debate. Yeah. To see this is the thing and I'm going to defend Ron Paul here uh, by saying that he didn't exactly explain all of the reasons for yeah. for what happened at 9/11, but you, you have 30 seconds in a pressure-packed presidential debate and this to try and break through, try to make something, make yourself known yeah. uh, in these things. I know a lot of pressure on these guys. You don't have in 30 seconds you can't explain a hundred years of Middle East history yeah. and 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 the involvement of the British and then the Americans and why the installment of brutal dictatorships and and taking their oil from them without compensating them and all yeah. the other and the Palestinian Israeli issues and all these things he can't possibly do it. He condensed the, the answer into a very short soundbite. It didn't exactly flesh out, but he's essentially trying to explain give some context as to why these people would do these things. And, and he's to be applauded. And they want to bar him from a debate. Right. Now they want to bar him from a debate, which says a lot about the Republican. And I don't doubt that the Democrats might do something similar to this. Uh-huh. If somebody actually stood up and had, had the temerity to question conventional wisdom, and I think uh-huh. that we're all being victimized here by conventional wisdom. If it's not talked about by these 15 or 20 talking heads every week, it's outside the bounds of what we can talk about. Well, these guys stepped forward. He stepped forward and said something that was outside the bounds of conventional wisdom, and he's being punished or he'll attempt to, to, to punish him for it. And I think he should be he should be in every debate. So there. He should be the debate. He should, he should moderate these debates as well. Well, yeah, I mean, the, that, uh, sh- that should be the debate. It should or at least be. A, a, yes. a, a good section of the debate. Yes, why did they attack us? And 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 give people like a good five or ten minutes to explain themselves yeah. about this. Well, After a while, uh, saying they hate our freedoms is going to sound kind of right. Well, and then Giuliani, you heard Giuliani's response. Giuliani was, "Well, I've never in my life heard yeah, such yeah. a oh, What is he? I, he couldn't. He, that was the most intellectually dishonest thing he could. Say. He's never heard." Someone try to explain why people would jump into an airplane and fly it into buildings, that it might have some, there might be some so-called rational reason why they were upset about U.S. Well, that policy. was his soundbite. I'm not saying what they did was right. I'm not in any way implying that what they did in 9-11. Yeah, you are. I'm not. Yes, and you are. I want to make, but, but at the same time, to not understand some kind of context here. And not want to know anything more than I'm barring you from the show, buddy. <laughs> See, that's it. I've none of this I've kind stepped, of talk. Uh, you've stepped they hate our freedoms. <laughs> that's it. Period. All right. It was reported that okay. the Justice Department considered dismissing many more U.S. attorneys than officials have previously acknowledged, with at least 26 prosecutors suggested for termination. That was between February and uh, 2005 and December of 2006. Yeah. They were thinking about getting. A whole oh, yeah. load well, of them. I, you know. yeah. and we 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 got to get somebody on to talk about the the whole voter fraud stuff. Yeah, well, maybe we would do. Well, we we've had voter fraud. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Okay. Going to revisit that? Yeah. Well, it's just McNulty. Yeah. Paul J. McNulty, career Republican operative who rose to the number two spot at the Department of Justice, resigned yes. in the midst of all these uh, attorney scandals. Yeah. 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 And did you hear what Gonzalez pretty much threw him under the bus, right? Yeah, yeah. He said, oh, you know, here's the guy that was really in charge. Mm-hmm. 
wasn't he was, me. He was the one who signed off on all those attorney uh, firings, uh, those US, U.S. attorney firings. wasn't me. It was that McNulty guy. But you just hear these people, and I think they just think because no one ever calls in on it, they can say anything they want, anytime yeah. they want. Well, and no one does. And no one does. Essentially, yeah. except for John Stewart. Well, and that, yeah, that, to their credit, yeah. yeah, I did. Well, I, I mean, it's it's shameful it that is, that's where it has to go before somebody calls them on. I know, I know. You're right. The the reporters at the scene should be laughing. Exactly. The 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 nightly news should be laughing about it. There should be. Saying, there, there he should, expected us to believe. C-SPAN should run a laugh track whenever yeah. they whenever they have a presidential press conference. Mm-hmm. There should be somebody on that button. You can get these snickering. The, the you know and then the guffaws some in somewhere in, in either between. that or commentary by Gore Vidal or Kerm- well there you go yeah. 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 researchers reported that at least one large ocean area the southern mm-hmm. ocean that surrounds Antarctica seems to be losing its ability to take up CO two that's and you might be saying to yourself what does that mean <sighs> well oceans absorb about one quarter of human related carbon emissions yeah. now that, that if this is true then the pace at which we are heating is going to increase dramatically. Our, our good friend George Mombio uh-huh. came on to say that when you get to a certain point, yeah. these systems start positively reinforcing one another. Yeah. And when we get to that point, we can't turn it back. Yeah. There's there isn't there won't be enough time to reintroduce the right cycle before these things are completely out of control. Meanwhile, yes. World temperatures in April were the third warmest on record and the warmest April ever over land. Now, you might have heard different about that or differently. Uh-huh. Apple is getting to me. You might have heard differently about that because that, uh, you know, that the dimwit, the Drudge Report. The Drudge Report. Matt Drudge. Yeah, I know. The guy that needs yeah. to put yeah. a hat on his head all the time for fear that his brains might leak out. <laughs> yeah. He okay. reported that... Uh, April's U.S. temperatures were far below average. It's cooling down. uh, Global warming wasn't a concern at all. And it was true that April's U.S. temperatures were down a bit. Wow. Yeah, we were cooler here. The whole world, though, happened to be much warmer. Oh, no. Nathan, Nathan, please. But does Drudge mention that? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Here at the States, it's cooler. (laughs) I was just going to... What a dimwit. (laughs) If anybody out there reads the Drudge Report and takes that man seriously, just go outside and, you know, just march right down to the ocean and keep marching. (laughs) Please. Uh, Catalina's only 26 miles out. Yeah, you can make it. I think you can make it. I think Matt Drudge (laughs) said you could make it. Based on current spending trends, California's prison budget will overtake spending on the state's universities in five years. Mm -hmm. I, I know. I, this is... There's no other big state in the country that spends close to as much on its prisons compared to, with the universities. Okay, let's run down the facts and figures here. The, uh, the, no. California's incarceration rate is the highest in the country. It's yeah. the second or third. I think it's the largest, highest in the world. We have a criminal population, prison population that is only third in the world, only behind the rest of the United States and China. Yeah, and as you said, we're now we're on our we're on track with this new proposal by Schwarzenegger. <laughs> to spend another six or seven billion dollars on prisons, um, we will at that point surpass what we spend on public university education. Thank you very much. To become full legal residents under the compromise immigration bill that they're debating today, illegal immigrants would have to pay a total of five thousand dollars in fines, more than fourteen times their typical weekly earnings. Yeah, 
and return to their home countries at least once and wait as long as eight years. Yeah, this. <laughs> well, this is it's just not practical. It's not a practical solution. Um, and also, there's one other thing that's kind of slipped under the radar on this, and that yeah. is this national ID card, yeah. which uh, civil libertarians and myself have been against for many, many years and think it's a bad idea. But that's part of the package is a universal ID. Mm. What do you feel about? Do you have a, an opinion about an ID card? Do you care? I don't, you don't. They already know everything about me. This is Mike. true. This is true. There's nothing they're going to learn from a universal ID, except that it'll be required to go anywhere. That's that's the disgusting yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll be walking around. Can I see your universal ID? Right. I'm just going to have it affixed to my forehead. Do I you remember? Do you remember when we? Wail about the uh, the Soviet Union and 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 all these 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 these. Never mind. Let's not yeah. get into this right now. Here's oh. one I like too. Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez is pressing the U.S. Congress to enact a sweeping intellectual property bill that would increase criminal penalties for copyright infringement, including attempts to commit privacy, piracy. Attempts to commit piracy. The bill would create a new penalty of life imprisonment for instances of using pirated software. Hmm. Anyone using counterfeit products who recklessly causes or attempts to cause guess, death can be imprisoned for life. Now you say, well, what does that mean? They deserve to. Yeah. You know, I mean, if somebody's going to recklessly cause death. Well, the Justice Department said, as an example, using um, a hospital using pir- pirated software instead of paying for it would be an example of oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Life well, uh, imprisonment. Well, um, then... Nathan, I'm afraid I'm going to have to turn you in for your attempted acts of piracy on some of the music that I've received from you over the years. Apparently, I'm making a citizen's arrest on the air. So there's a record. There's a permanent record for people. if they, they Just letting people Disgraced know. Disgraced World Bank president. This man is a felon. Go ahead. Paul Wolfowitz. Yeah. We'll still collect his $400,000 performance bonus I know, I on June 1st. This. I love this. Even though he's resigning over corruption charges. Was that performance bonus in related, related to his girlfriend? Thank you very much. I'm here all week. Thank you. The Department of Defense said it was cutting off soldiers' access to YouTube and MySpace because the military wanted to get ahead of the problem before it became a problem. Yeah, whatever. They're paying them. One day afterwards, Defense Department newsletter made an appeal for U.S. forces and others to watch their new Defense Department YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. This is one I kind of like. Okay. In a biting rebuke, the White House dismissed former President Jimmy Carter as increasingly irrelevant. Increasingly irrelevant. Yeah. After yeah. Carter said that, uh, as far as Bush goes, I think as far as the adverse impact on the nation around the world, this administration has been the worst in history. Yeah. Carter later said his remarks were careless. He backed down. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have backed down. He should have just But I said. thought it was kind of cute that he thought they were careless. Yeah. You know. For a minute there, I just, I didn't care about anything, so I said what I wanted to say. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't. Now, here's a guy that has the Carter Peace Center. He goes around the world monitoring uh, democratic elections, or, uh, and Habitat for Humanity, gives money to uh, lots and lots of charities, raises money for lots of good causes. And then we've got George... Senior and all the other presidents who make a lot of money on boards of directors and play golf at tournaments and make tons of money and all this kind of stuff. And yet he, Carter, is somehow the bad guy in all yeah. of this. In fact, I saw Jonathan Alter on uh, MSNBC last he night. He was here. You can go to uh, KUCI.org, by the way, and listen to Carter's speech at UCI. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah you, thank you. And he was here on campus, what, about a week or May 3rd. May 3rd. So anyway, uh, so, so then Alter just says, 
Well, none of the ex-presidents like him. What is that? Who said this? Jonathan Alter on MSNBC last night. The guy from Newsweek. <laughs> They don't like him. What is You ever notice? He's basically well, saying, they don't like him. They, they ever notice how Carter and Bush and these guys get together and they, I mean, uh, Bush and uh, Clinton ever get together and they never include Carter. They don't like him. They don't like. They don't invite him over for tea and cookies because he doesn't suck up to every corporate interest that throws yeah. a you know a, a twenty dollar bill in front of him. Right, you are, Mike. I got an end finally. Ah, good. You want to try to go ahead with yeah, my yeah, end so finally? Do your end finally. I've been blathering on all night. And finally, yeah. A gorilla named Boquito ran amuck at a Rotterdam zoo, biting a woman and breaking her arm. He is and remains, said the woman from her hospital bed, my darling. Weekly Signals Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.